Welcome to the Create a Relationship You Love Summit. I'm your host, Andrea Carella, and the benefits of the summit are to help couples create satisfying, authentic, harmonious, and passionate relationships. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Kimberly Seltzer, and she is a makeover and confidence expert who helps men and women update and discover their personalized image through wardrobe consultation and assist them with body language, making a good first impression or continued impression along the way, uh, how to communicate and exude confidence and attraction. Today, we'll be talking about rekindling the spark and romance in your relationship. We will be covering how to get your sexy back using the art of body language, powerful ways to flirt and communicate with your partner to draw them in and help get on the same page with one another, body types and what clothes flatter your physique, and how to release negative relationship patterns in your partnership and begin to reprogram your energy to create a healthy relationship and a confident you. Welcome to the summit, Kimberly. It's wonderful having you on today. Oh, thanks for having me. I was looking forward to this. Wonderful. Well, I've enjoyed chatting with you so far. We have a lot of things in common, traveling around, living overseas, and and how we cultivate that in our day-to-day life and the energy from that experience and living it day in, day out here. Yeah. No, and you know what? Actually, that's a good segue to what we were talking about because I find that we all get stuck in a rut. You know, mm-hmm. whether we're in a relationship, in our job, we, we're at something for a very long time. And I think you and I even talked about this. There's something about going to Europe and getting away and seeing a different way of being and slowing down, you know, and really remembering like all the things that you love. It's rejuvenating. It can really re-energize you. And that's like a lot of the stuff that I teach people with you know, building their confidence and finding themselves again and with their partner. Mm, Absolutely. I think sometimes we we get so caught up in the day-to-day mundane routine that we we lose sight and perspective. And so having that experience to live overseas and look at things from a different angle opens you up to new possibilities and things to kind of gravitate towards you. I think that what we'll be covering today will be re- really fruitful for the couples on the call that they don't have to go overseas to shift their perspective or revitalize their energy or reconnect with their confidence. Some of the tips we'll be covering will allow them to do so in the comfort of their own home and their day-to-day life. Or they can go to Italy. I don't know. Maybe oh, it's a little of both. <laughs> may- maybe. Maybe <laughs> they can come, come on yeah. one of my couple's retreats in Italy. <laughs> there you go. I like that. <laughs> Great. My first question is, how can couples on the call bring their sexy back? And how can they master the art of body language with their partner? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, it's funny because, you know, I'm a dating coach and a lot of times, you know, so I I work with a lot of singles, but not exclusive to, right? I do work with a lot of people who are married and my married folks or people who have boyfriends, girlfriends, they come up to me and they say, can you help me date my partner again? You know, it's almost like part of the difficulty of a long-term relationship or any relationship is keeping things fresh and interesting and things get stale and you... You actually forget about what attracted you to each other in the first place. And, you know, we get wrapped up in our busy lives and we forget to nurture the most important relationship we have, which is right in front of us. 
my expertise being a therapist and a dating coach and an image consultant, I kind of use this inside out approach in helping people discover themselves again. And whether that's through, you know, their image, their body language, the way they communicate with each other or their actions, those are kind of the four domains that I look at to, you know, really help people feel good about themselves. So, you know, kind of getting back to what you were asking, body language, that's huge. I mean, if you think about when you first were attracted to that person that you're dating, you know, there was a lot of flirting going on, you know, it, and it was, much of it was nonverbal. If you look at the statistics, I mean, 93% of communication is nonverbal. So having an awareness of your body language and how that impacts your interactions with each other, it's huge. So it could be the way that you look at each other. And eye contact and smiling, I know that sounds so simplistic, but there's nothing like in amongst your busy day and let's say you're coming home from work and all of a sudden your man stops and just looks at you and pauses. And that connection with your eyes, it's like, you know, I love you. But And, and sometimes you don't even have to say it. it can be really amazing. Touch. Touch is another thing with body language that a lot of times couples lose. So it's, you know, when a man touches the small of your back as you're walking, touching the woman's thigh, you know, little things like that, or a woman smiling and and rubbing a man's back. And it's all those little things that really make us connect with each other. I do a lot of infield work with people and I watch people's, you know, the way they communicate, their first impressions, their body language. And it's amazing how um, unaware people are of even just what they're communicating with their body. So once you have that awareness, how you can really use that to connect with your partner again. Mm, And what are some examples of body language that audience members can really reflect on to understand themselves and maybe how they're communicating consciously or unconsciously? Right. So like, you know, for a woman, it could be something like, one day showing up in sexy lingerie and making <laughs> making dinner for your guy and kissing him hello and, and brushing your you know arm against him as you pass or cuddling next to him on the couch it all those little examples i think can go a long way i actually encourage a lot of people too to get reconnected to their own bodies by doing like pole dancing salsa dancing anything that's has that sensuality to it can also really help a lot with couples. Mm, Absolutely. And can you offer some suggestions on the powerful ways our listeners can flirt and communicate with their partner to be able to draw them in and engage once again? Yeah. Well, like I said, I think that, you know, getting your sexy on, that's, that's definitely something that you can do and how you can do that is a a lot of different ways. So one thing that I tell people to do a lot is create mystery. Create a sense of mystery just to add that spice. Part of the intrigue in the beginning of the relationship is not really knowing everything about that person. And then you start knowing that person and then you kind of forget that element of surprise that keeps things exciting. So for instance, you know, you could tell your guy 
you know, you want the door closed while you're getting ready for the date. And then there's this dramatic impact as you open it, you know, like little things like that, or actually plan a date and don't tell your partner where you're going to take that person. Um, Setting a date night is huge because I think another thing that couples do is you get in your comfy, cozy zone. You know, you're sitting on the couch together, you're um, eating Chinese food and watching the same TV programs. I mean, (laughs) I think every couple is guilty of that. So by setting a date where you're actually going out and courting each other, so to speak, like it was way back when, it can add that element of excitement, surprise, even planning something exhilarating so that things don't stay boring and stale. I mean, maybe you guys go bungee jumping or go to amusement park and laugh with each other, go to a comedy club, anything that also gets the endorphins going. Some of the actions that you can do together really can stimulate that flame. I think also spontaneity is a is a big part of it where totally. maybe we have our routine where we kiss our partner good morning or goodbye or hello and we don't we lose sight of those little simple spontaneous moments throughout the day that are a little bit different that are a little bit of a gift or a surprise along the way that can help create an element of foreplay or flirtation or love in your interaction to really communicate that you care, that you're thinking about your partner. And sometimes those spontaneous moments are almost even valued more because they're intermittent and unpredictable. Yeah. And that was kind of what I was talking about with that element of surprise and mystery and that what you just spoke to it so beautifully. It is because it breaks up that routine that you're so used to. So yeah, that's great. Wonderful. So can you describe the female and male body types, what they are, and then what specific clothes would flatter those particular physiques so that people on the call can identify what their own type is and what sort of clothes will best suit them in being attractive to their partner? Yeah, I this I could talk to like a whole like two hours about because Mm. well I do a lot of makeovers as you know and anyone who has seen my website you can go to seltzerstyle.com and see them. It is amazing what clothes can do for each other for yourself. I mean for yourself first, right? But then the impact it has. Um, Just a funny story. I one actually recently had a makeover with a woman who had four kids. And her husband came along and we did the whole like reveal, you know, with him. And so I took her shopping with with him not there. Right. And um, I taught her about her body type, what clothes flattered her and also what is sexy. And, and, and this is something that I think we all are notorious for doing. We get caught in wearing sweats around each other. Our big baggy clothes is just comfortable. Mm. And, and we forget that we care about how each other looks. And and when you put on something that's sexy and form-fitting, it just can stimulate that element of, oh my God, she is beautiful. Or, oh my God, he is hot. You know, like those that feeling that you had when you first met. And not to say that you don't find each other beautiful all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But there's some, you know, when you are dressed a certain way, there's an impact that it has on the viewer, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, going back to the story, it was so cute. Like he was very shy and he was just kind of going along for the ride. And I videotaped this whole thing. And 
she came out in this like silky black hot dress with you know heels we we got her hair done all her makeup and we had a photo shoot and we finally brought him in and the look on his face he started crying and i mean he you could tell he had such a love for her and i interviewed him beforehand but th- when he saw her that way it was just amazing and even their body language changed and shifted i saw them you know kind of cuddling each other more and holding each other's hands so anyway image mm-hmm. is is huge and also I, how you feel in your clothes helps you exude an element of confidence and comfort that if you were wearing different clothes, it doesn't come through as much. I, yeah. I think being able to know what works for you and your body type is very important. Go ahead and continue. It I'm is. curious. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, going back to the body types, the reason why a lot of people don't like shopping is because they don't know their body type. So you'll go into a department store, you see just like a huge amount of clothes, you get overwhelmed, you may grab things that are on sale, maybe not directly related to what looks good on you. You go into the dressing room, you try a bunch of things on, and then they don't work, you get frustrated and you leave. I mean, that that's just a common scenario. So once you know your body type, it becomes a lot easier. And for women, there's five body types. And actually, I'm really excited to offer all of you a free gift at the end, which I'll tell more about so that mm. everyone can learn about your body type. But no matter what your body type is, you're trying to achieve symmetry. So the hourglass figure is what every woman should try to achieve. And it has nothing to do with weight. I want to be really clear about that. It has everything to do with your bone structure. So if you measure your shoulders, your waist, and your hips, you can determine what that is. So a a true hourglass, your shoulders and your hips are the same proportion. And then your waist goes in like one or two inches. Now, if you have like wider shoulders or you have wider hips, your clothes and like what cut you put on your body will actually create more balance if you know what that is. So in other words, let's say you're an inverted triangle. That means that your shoulders are wider than your hips. Actually, a lot of women are are this body type for some reason. Um, And if you wear, say, a collar that is a V-neck or a U-neck, that can actually bring your shoulders in so that it looks like you're more you know, kind of even with your hips. Conversely, if you wore like a tube top or really wide neck, it'll make your shoulders look even broader and you kind of look, you know, disproportionate. Mm. So it's really, it's fascinating. Like what little things you can do that can go a long way. Well, I guess that's life too, right? (laughs) Right. So that's for women. And I encourage you all to get that body type booklet when I talk about it at the end. Now, the men, there's not a lot of variation in body types because, you know, they're just simply because they're men. There's three of them. And for men, I also am giving a free gift at the end so that they can determine what they are. But overall, it's more about for them, height and weight. So that, you know, if you're bulky versus thin, tall and short, there's different clothes that you can put on your body to flatter your figure as well. And in the free gift, do you give certain examples of clothes that could flatter one type versus another? I do. I go over like what clothes you should wear and also the clothes that you should stay away from. Oh, great. And then do you also go into colors or not so much? Not for the man's manifesto. I do touch upon it. Here's the thing about color. And color, by the way, is 
<clears throat> uber, uber important. It actually can um, attract, you know, it's funny. The man, I guess, and this is a research says that he's more attracted to red, pink, and white. I don't know why, but there's something about those colors that men are attracted to when a woman wears it. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and for a man, man, I don't know, a man is kind of more notorious for wearing really blah colors and subdued. When a man puts on something kind of unexpected, like a really sharp blue or even purple, and he's confident in it, it really can make him stand out and have some personality. So I, I mean, there's a whole thing we can go into with color. The most important thing is, is that you're wearing colors that flatter your skin tone because like one red would look maybe fabulous on you that would look awful on me just mm. because of our skin tones. So it's really important that you learn that. And when I shop with people, I teach them about their colors as well. Oh, great. Now, how can couples on the call uh, release negative patterns that maybe play out in the relationship and reprogram their energy in order to create a healthy relationship and a more confident and secure version of themselves? I think overall, it goes back to what we were saying before. When you get stuck in a rut, like it's kind of like you're running in that hamster wheel and you don't see what is happening. So in order to break negative patterns, you got to do things and shake things up a little so that you're able to see the impact it has. It's almost like shaking this that snowball. Normally, the, the glitter and the dust is all the way at the bottom and it just settles there. That's what happens with couples. And if you shake things up a little bit in the four domains that I went over in the beginning, and just to repeat, looking at your image, looking at your body language, looking at the way that you communicate with one another and then your actions, you actually will get results, you know, in a more positive way. I was talking to this woman the other day because I do phone coaching as well. And she was just having issues with her guy. And when she was repeating back to me how she was communicating with him and she couldn't understand why he was retreating and not talking to her, I had to literally repeat back to her how she sounded. She was using a lot of you messages. She was um, kind of reprimanding him, making, and I said, you know, if I was a man, it, would, it almost sounds like you're a mom reprimanding your child. I don't know if you hear that, you know, and I had to kind of repeat back and she's like stopped in her track. She's like, oh my God, I had no awareness mm. that I was doing that. And now that I think about it, I think this is, I've been getting so frustrated with him that I talk like that to him now and a lot of things. So getting to the root of the problem and then addressing it and then changing the way that you are really can change the results. So like in this case, I taught her how to use the I feel message. You know, I feel angry when you don't take out the garbage next time. I would love it if you did that every Wednesday so that he understood how her feelings were, the behavior that was causing that feeling and not blaming him. It was just more like, hey, can we figure things out together? So it's really powerful if you take a look at yourself and not blame each other. Yes, I think it's so important to really know what sort of energy you're bringing to the table mm -hmm. because sometimes we're caught up in what the other person is doing and wanting them to do it differently that we don't really realize or aren't conscious of how we're showing up and how we're maybe not helping the process along, maybe being more intimidating or turning the other person off. And so that 
important reflection of how you're showing up and tweaking and fine-tuning how you're communicating is so important to shift the energy in the in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I had a couple that I was working with and and she was just, the wife started talking and then the husband interrupted and said, actually, let me explain what she's trying to say. Oh. <laughs> and, and I said, hmm, interesting that you did that. And he's like, what do you mean? Then all of a sudden he realized, wow, I'm completely not being receptive to hearing her and, and, and learning from her. And so that was a big aha. And sometimes we don't even realize it. We're so in our emotion or in our story or our idea or our thought that it's hard for us to hold space for one another. So It's so true. And I think that there's obviously gender differences, especially in the way that men and women communicate with each other over time. You know, men, they get to the point where they go into their cave. They, they, they don't want to deal with things a lot, and that's a very common thing. And so what do women do? They nag more. Well, at least that's how it gets perceived. Because women like to talk things out, and we like to talk and talk, and we use, like, what, 2,000 more words a minute than men? So it's like men literally describe it to me as, like, you know, like the, the peanuts going wah, 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 wah. Like they don't even hear the woman talking after a while. And so really like looking how each gender also handles situations and then how they can like step outside of that and do things for each other so that they actually can hear one another. Sure. Yes. And I I think that there's so many potential negative patterns that we do, such as stonewalling or shutting down. Mm -hmm. That kind of closes off the, the connection or even maybe people pleasing and going along and like losing a sense of self in the process, that can be a negative pattern too. Right. That can really diminish our self-confidence and sense of self. So how might somebody maintain their sense of confidence and security in the face of challenges in the partnership? You know, I think it's getting back to basics and remembering who you are even before you met one another. I think one of the things that happens with couples is that you lose your sense of identity and your identity gets caught up in the couplehood. And I see this a lot, you know, in the divorce world where people are getting out of their marriages or whatnot and they're like, who am I? But when you're in a relationship to not really lose sight of who you are and how you can maintain that confidence is getting back to what makes you happy, your hobbies, your passions, have you time because that will create more balance with your partner. I think there's like, for instance, there's a huge danger when you kind of shut off your friends and your other social circles, just kind of settle in with each other because, you know, it's like you have to have a life outside of the couplehood to really have that balance. And I see that is a really helpful way of maintaining your confidence as you separate from your partner. Mm, So important. I think it's important for both people to have their own wholeness Mm -hmm. and really coming together because then they bring something to the table that's fresh and new and keeps things interesting. Right. Yeah. Now, I know that couples go through different phases and stages in their relationship going from the identity shift into motherhood or, or fatherhood, mm-hmm. uh, career, financial transitions, hormonal changes as we age, and even personal development shifts that happen. And so how can individuals in partnership maintain their 
confidence, feel good in their bodies, support one along uh, one another along the way, and maneuver successfully through some of the ups and downs that they can encounter and maintain that connection and bond with one another. Yeah, I think, you know, especially as you go through life challenges, and like you said, the shifting of roles, it's, again, important to go back to basics. My, my answer is pretty much the same for all of this stuff. If you really focus on these four domains that I'm telling you and pick one thing that you can shift or do to maintain that sense of self, that confidence, you know, what makes you happy it will really help you. So for instance, like for a, a woman, one of the things that happens when you become a parent, and I know this firsthand being a parent myself, is you don't feel sexy. <laughs> I mean, you are up all night, you know, feeding the kids and, you know, then as they get older, you're a soccer mom wearing frumpy clothes going here and there. And you really forget how to just, you know, take care of yourself. So one thing that I tell parents all the time is carve out you time and go shopping, buy something that makes you feel sexy and go out on a date with your partner. Let him see that side of you again. Because that's the other thing. And then I hear men complain, oh, my wife, you know, she never dresses up or she, you know, and, you know, then he's sitting there in his baseball jersey from college and acid wash <laughs> jeans and I'm like, okay, well, you need a little help too. <laughs> and let me tell you, man out there. We notice, if anything, we notice more than you notice us with your clothes. 55% actually of dating success increases just by the clothes you wear. So if you can think about dating each other and you can increase that like success by just changing your outfits, that will go a long way. Yes, um, I, I know. I, I can speak <laughs> to this because my husband is Italian and he has such great style that everything he puts on, I'm oh. like, oh, you look so sexy right now. And and I, I'm pretty fashionable too. And so when I wear you know, when I dress up for work or we go out on a date, he, he's drawn to me too. So I, I definitely can speak to this that this really is important. Yes. And like for women, dress feminine. Men really admire that, you know, especially if you're sitting there with sweats all the time, put on a dress, put on heels, put some sparkly like earrings on, you know, feel girly, get a manicure and men. Yeah, I love that your your guy is a good dresser. It is. It's it's sexy. Women love that. Get pants that actually fit you and not falling off of you. You know, there's <laughs> again, small changes have big effects. Mm, absolutely. And even as we get older, I, and I know that we keep, there are these four main areas. So how can people keep those four areas top of mind even as they get a little bit older when they're in their 40s or 50s or 60s? Any strategies on as we age and how to keep the sexy alive? Yeah, I think it's self-love. I think it's loving your body as it, especially as it ages for women. And you were talking about hormones before and, you know, especially after having kids, your body changes a lot. And one of the things I find is that people focus on what they don't like rather than what they do like. And so I do a lot of exercises with people. It's a strength-based exercise where I have them list out things they love about themselves in different areas. So for instance, one area is physical. Like when you look in the mirror, what do you love about yourself? And it's amazing how many people cannot come up with even three things. And that's where we start. Because guess what? 
and this is true for anybody out there, people love people who love themselves, right? And so when you fall out of love, for instance, with yourself, then others will too, because that negativity gets translated outward. And it's really all about you. So if you can really love your, say, for instance, your body where it's at right now, yeah, is it going to look like how you did when you were 16 or 20? No. But can you embrace how beautiful a woman's body can be after birth and, and childhood? I mean, conversely, like a man praising the woman for that, that's the other thing that men kind of lose. Like in the beginning in courtship, you know, their men usually are very complimentary. They, you know, they compliment you on the way you look, maybe your personality, all the different things. And a lot of times in couples, as they grow together, they kind of forget about it. So men, if you just compliment your woman, like, I really love your hair today, that goes so far. And mm. that can also help a woman feel good about herself. And women, conversely, Men need that too. Men need to hear that, honey, you look hot tonight, you know, or, oh, I love that watch, or I love the way you make me feel when you say X, Y, and Z. You know, it's really praising each other because that also gets lost. Absolutely. And I, I definitely think that sometimes we can focus on the negative and really I think we bring out the best in one another when we celebrate each other first and then offer refinement. And looking at it from that perspective, it just goes a long way, and it it creates a positive vibration in the in the communication and in the in the dynamics between the couple. Yeah. Now I know you have a very uh, special free gift. You were mentioning it earlier, and can you highlight that again and where they can access? See how that I gift. teased and I created a sense I love of mystery it. Yes. so that people are wanting more. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. So again, I, for all my ladies out there, have a free body type booklet. It goes over the five body types. It shows you how you measure yourself. And then, um, as you had indicated, will tell you what clothes will flatter your body type and also what clothes to stay away from. And for the men... I have a man's fashion manifesto because secretly deep down men do want to know about this and it's not like on a Sunday afternoon they're sitting around watching the football game and talking about the latest, you know, style <laughs> and and sales at Nordstrom. So um, I, but I do find that men really do like this stuff and they want to know about it. So it's, it's really meaty. It goes over the body types, but it also goes over like what is sexy to a woman. Um, how to get your personal style. It does go over colors. So I encourage all of you to download that as well. Great. So I'll include that in the, the link so you can access it that way. So great. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for this conversation and all that we covered today. I found it very interesting. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Wonderful. And once again, I am your host, Andrea Carella with True Potential Counseling. And just to recap what we covered on today's show, how to get your sexy back and using the art of body language, powerful ways to flirt and communicate with your partner to draw him or her in, identifying what your body type is and what clothes flatter your physique best, and how to release negative relationship patterns in your partnership and reprogram your energy to create a healthy relationship and a confident you. 
Now, definitely stay tuned for tomorrow's next interview. Check your inbox for the continuation of the Creator Relationship You Love Summit Series. I can't wait to connect with you tomorrow and have a great rest of your day.